Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, this is Kami, and welcome to The Daily Dharma Podcast. In this podcast, I wanted to talk about metta meditation um, and what it sounds like, how you can practice it and the benefits of metta meditation, um, especially during times like this when, you know, we're seeing a lot of sadness and anger around us surrounding police brutality. Um, I think in Buddhism, I think there is this understanding that anger and sadness are meant to be understood. Um, However, If we don't learn to express loving kindness to ourselves and to others, especially during difficult times like these, we can never have the sort of, we can never take action in ways that matter. Um, And what I mean by this is that like sadness and anger, um, while they sort of like motivate us to act, um, they can also be overwhelming and paralyzing um, in the sense that like they make people sick um because these are when having it for a very prolonged period of time very toxic emotions um and if we want to make a difference in the world and do good things for others it is important to turn that anger into love um love for yourself love for others um and hope that you know you are important and that you can make a difference in this world and and thus all of that sadness and anger and all the bad things happening in this world is no match for you because you refuse to give up and you will keep working with yourself and others um, to make a positive difference in this world. Um, So I just wanted to start with like a basic sort of overview of what metta meditation entails. Um, So the longer origin of this particular type of Buddhist meditation is the Karaniya Metta Sutra. Um, so this is a longer meditation, which is very detailed in the sense that um, in this sutra, um, Buddha is basically saying, okay, so uh, you're going to start with yourself. You begin by sort of like wishing yourself to be free from all sufferings. Um, and then you and then you sort of expand that bubble to all the people in your house, all the people living here, um, your family members. Then you expand that to your town, all the people living in your town. Um, you know, may they be all uh, all the beings living. I correct myself because like loving kindness is not just towards other people; it's towards all beings. Um, and then to the area and then to the country and then to the world and so on and so forth. So I really highly suggest you check it out. Um, the Karniyamitta Sutra is just a, a powerful way to look at the world um, simply beyond just like, you know, you and your backyard and your family and that's it. But it kind of forces you to acknowledge that there are beings beyond even our comprehension. There's people that you'll never meet and will never see in your life but they exist Um, and this understanding really transforms and changes your world view um, to acknowledge that like everything is indeed connected um, and everyone matters everyone has value in this world and thus 
In this loving kindness meditation, we're hoping that all beings can be free from suffering. Um, so I'm going to sort of like read through a shortened version of this. I've linked this in the link tree um, on my Instagram. Um, please check it out. It's at the Daily Dharma um, on Instagram or Daily Dharma. Either way, I'll put it in the bio of the podcast in case you want to follow me um, or access these links. Um, so I'm just going to start by reading out um, the Loving Kindness Sutra chant. Um, I see this as part of the Austin Zen Center website. Um, this is what should be accomplished by the wise, by one who is wise, who seeks the good and has obtained peace. Let one be strenuous, upright, and sincere without pride, easily contented and joyous. Let one not be submerged by the things of the world. When Let one not take upon oneself the burden of riches. Let one's senses be controlled. Let one be wise but not puffed up and let one not desire great possessions even for one's family. Let one do nothing that is mean or that the wise would reprove. May all beings be happy. May they be joyous and live in safety. All living beings, whether weak or strong, in high or middle or low realms of existence, small or great, visible or invisible, near or far, born to be born, may all beings be happy. Let no one deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none, by anger or hatred, wish harm to one another, even as a mother at the risk of her life watches over and protects her only child, so with a boundless mind should one cherish all living beings. Suffusing love over the entire world, above, below, and all around, without limit. So let one cultivate an infinite goodwill towards the whole world. Standing or walking, sitting or lying down, during all one's waking hours, let one practice the way with gratitude not holding to fixed views, endowed with insight, freed from sense appetites. One who achieves the way will be freed from the duality of birth and death. So this is sort of a shortened version of the full Karaniya Metta Sutra. And I, I wanted to read this because I just liked how, first of all, it's written in English. Um, so you don't need to sort of worry about translations. And then second of all, the language is very simple. Um, something I really don't like about certain translations of Buddhist sutras is that they use a lot of difficult or like words that are not easily understood. Um, I always think that like Buddhist doctrine should be explained as simply as possible because if people don't understand it, what's the point of even talking about it in the first place? Um, you know, religious um, philosophy is meant to be sort of distributed so people can act on it and live their lives better. Um, and if they, it's difficult to understand, well, it's more likely to be discarded um, rather than to be used. So I really appreciated the way um, you know, this site, the Austin Zen Center site, like really simplified um, the Loving Kindness Sutra and, and they use like simple language um, to explain it. Um, so I'm just going to highlight a couple sort of phrases that for me, like really encapsulate the meaning of loving kindness, um, which is, so with a boundless mind, should one cherish all living beings? And the reason why I really like this phrase is because I find that love in society is very much sort of divided and targeted to its very specific groups of people. So we have, and as well as animals. So 
we have we love our families because family above all we love our you know friends because friends are by our side no matter what we love our coworkers because they help us in in sort of like you know in in work struggles and things like that we love our pets because um even though they're not human um they are there for us in their own ways so there's a lot of love given to the more familiar faces and people in our lives um which makes sense because like it's very it's much easier to give love to those that you know and that you see rather than those that you don't see however in loving kindness meditation this is a call to go beyond that to sort of acknowledge first of all that there are many more beings beyond your little circle of you know family and friends and pets um, and co-workers um, but there's an entire community of beings um, that live you know in on earth as well as the rest of the universe and that as people as as living breathing beings um, it's our privilege to be able to wish loving kindness upon those we know and those we don't know um and then in acknowledging the fact that there are others out there and that they matter and that they deserve happiness i think this sort of builds and transforms your way of life because you start to understand that okay if i truly believe that all beings matter and that all beings deserve happiness then i can't do things and say things and think things that would really harm others because others have value that's how i inherently think of them um so this sutra very much in practicing it living it kind of reshapes your worldview i think to a much better place um and it kind of allows you to become a person who actually values people um, and other beings um, inherently without even having to think that you should value them. Because what I again see a lot um, in just the everyday way of thinking is that like we first of all see something and then we acknowledge that they have value, not the other way around. And with loving kindness meditation, you're actually sort of acknowledging value whether or not you directly or you know know someone or know something. Like you sort of all the way like um, from the beginning, recognize that loving, kindness, happiness, joy, the lack of suffering, these are things that all beings in the universe need and require and deserve. And you are sort of like embodying that emotion in your heart. Um, and like, this is such a beautiful emotion because I find that like a lot of like the struggles that we face um, as people um, come about by giving love only to certain aspects of our lives as well as certain people but not others um and so like when we express loving kindness towards all um we acknowledge all as being part of our global and universal family and thus they are no longer like absent from our world view um and it's hard to describe how that changes a person but at least like for me, like when I practice loving kindness meditation, I feel so complete because I recognize that like as a person, you know, like I have a responsibility to wish loving kindness, not upon, not only upon those I know and that I directly love, but those I don't know and those I don't even love. Um, because if we live in a world where all beings are loved and all beings have happiness and they're not suffering, then we live in a world where all beings can 
express love towards others. So it's it's hard to express exactly why loving kindness is so important, but in general, it transforms and shapes a worldview um, into acknowledging all beings and thus it makes you a much more complete and happier person um, because you become so powerful in the sense that you as a person can generate love that can benefit all beings, not just those that you know. Um, because a lot of times love is very much depicted as something, it's like an energy transfer that only occurs if you see someone face to face. But in loving kindness meditation, that is not true. If you have enough love in your heart to give to all beings, then I believe that that energy through this meditation does go to all beings. And I do think that in some small way or big way or whatever way, it uplifts you know, the energy in the universe. And maybe I sound like I come from La La Land when I say this. Um, but I do think that this meditation is so beautiful. Um, and it really purifies and sort of, it kind of stabilizes like a shaky and unhappy mind. Um, and moreover, I think it makes you feel complete in a way that no relationship, no love, um, no nothing in your life ever could. Um, and loving kindness meditation in Buddhism has like very specific benefits as well um, that are well known if you are, you know, familiar with the meditation. And I just also wanted to briefly go over them because they're pretty cool. Um, so in Buddhism, people who actually practice metta bhavana or loving kindness meditation sleep well, they wake up feeling well. Um, they tend not to have any nightmares, their body is relaxed, and that their face is joyful, and that animals and celestial beings are drawn to you, that spirits protect you, fire, poisons, and weapons will not harm you. Your mind quickly becomes calm, your complexion is... Well, your face is just very pleasant um, and that you'll die with a clear mind and you'll die in peace. So I think in general, the point here is that loving kindness meditation has benefits for everyone. You know, whether it is that you want to, you're struggling with your worldview and you're wondering how to make a difference even though you're one person. Um, or if you have so much anger in your heart and you're not quite sure, you know, like how it is you can deal with and face different injustices and different conflicts in the world um, without sort of becoming like an accomplice to them um, and things like that. Like I find that loving kindness, the perspective of loving kindness, um, the transformative aspect of loving kindness in general, this is an answer of how to exist peacefully yet not complicitly in a world where things like police brutality and a lot of injustices happen. Um, because when you are practicing loving kindness meditation, you're, you're sending that loving kindness to all beings, beings who are victims, beings who are the perpetrators, but with the hope that without suffering, that without, with love, that these kind of injustices won't occur again. Um, and I think that's the main spirit of loving-kindness meditation in the sense that you wish 
all things to be better for all and that by practicing this meditation you're helping the universe sort of like achieve this um one step at a time and as a result you feel very complete um and that you feel much more at peace so i think that is my the end of my podcast for this week um this is honestly one of my favorite practices in buddhism so i hope you get a lot of value out of it as i do um and that you're able to practice it and it calms your mind down and it makes your heart very happy Thank you so much for listening and I will be back with an episode next week.